Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. Welcome to Weekly Jump, presented as part of the Geekly Grind Podcast Network. This is our weekly episode reviewing first impressions of newer anime and manga titles. Let's jump in. Hey everybody, it's another Weekly Jump, and just in time for us to not miss another week of Weekly Jump. Hey, um, <laughs> so... Doing our best. So we're 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 trying we're trying our best, you guys. Anyways, uh, we're 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 a little pressed for time here, um, but we still need to get this uh, this out. And uh, that's great because I have a lot to say about these. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, Blake, let's go ahead and jump straight into these. First, we had a screen time. Yeah, what do you want to do first? It's uh, it's sure, called okay. Reborn. Um, and how? Uh, what the fuck is this? Um. So, yeah, there's a mafia, and their biggest hitman is a baby. Yeah, and also and that baby travels to Japan for the to become the mentor of the un, unaware that he is the heir to this mafia family and is destined to be their new family leader eventually. So he's got to be trained by the baby hitman. Yeah. And, baby uh, hitman also like uses Japanese middle schooler. He also uses a gun that is also a gecko. Um, also the animation that is also full of magic bullets. The animation is, uh, uh, let's just say lacking. Dated. <laughs> it's, it's, this is an older show. Uh, I'm going to look it up. What actually. the fuck is this show, man? I, this show. This was this was also suggested to us by uh, by Zychotics on our um, Discord. So thanks for suggesting it. Um, and it's a manga series. Holy shit! Two hundred three episodes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. yep. It's a yep. manga series that started sh- uh, serialization in May twenty fourth of two thousand four. Um, that was a long time ago. And then the anime series was two thousand six. Yep. Uh, the anime series ended in 10. The manga series kept going until 12. So uh, that's a lot of manga. I don't, uh, I'm curious now to, to find out whether this is one of those that uh, splits off and does its own thing anime, or if it just kind of ends in the middle yeah. or whether they do. Yeah. yeah it's, but uh, yes, it's one of those. Uh, here's my first impression. Uh, and my, my impression after reading as much as I'm ever going to read of this. Um, here's, here's <laughs> watching as much as you're ever going to watch. Yeah. Yeah, both. Um, so here's the thing. You ever watch something as somebody who likes anime and you're like, this is too anime for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I do. I have. I, yeah. I was like, all of the things that are happening in this, I might be interested in if they removed two of the other things. But it's like 12 anime things happening all at once, and it is too yeah. much for me. Um, so much so that I'm just like, I, I, I do not feel invested, um, and it's too silly, um, and uh, I, I just have to bow out. I um, I remember this being advertised. I believe the advertisement was in the original print edition of Shonen Jump that I was reading because I got that. Uh, I was in high school from 2004 to 2008, and if the manga started serialization in Japan in 2004, they probably started advertising it in America at some point after that, and I got those magazines all through high school and into college. Um, so 
I remember them advertising it. And the premise of like a manga about, you know, anime mafia members made me very excited. Uh, probably what I was expecting was closer to Bungo Stray Dogs. Um, I was not expecting this. So I, I have had this anime in my sort of like subconscious interest for many, many years uh, because I remembered it catching my eye for whatever reason in the, the like one page still description of the series in those Shonen Jump magazines many, many years ago. And when we watched these episodes, I was like, this is not even kind of like what I was expecting it to be. It is much more of a comedy anime than I expected. It's also playing a lot in the slice of life genre, but it's using the sort of like goofy trappings of its heightened stakes mafia premise to play with the slice of life thing. So it's sort of like those first three episodes are kind of like, I mean, it's definitely establishing the characters and stuff like that and sort of like getting you used to it. Like by the end of the third episode, you can see that like part of this story is going to be him gathering various people from his life that are willing to follow him and him kind of creating his own mafia team uh, and you can see that there are going to be rival mafia people who show up to attack him or to attack his baby mentor. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, I thought it was going to be more of a sort of like magical powers mafia battle anime. And it, it's, it's, it is magical powers. It is mafia. It does have some aspects of battle anime, but it's mostly comedy. Uh, and I pretty much enjoyed it. <laughs> Like, I kind of liked this. Um, it's definitely dated, and it is definitely outside of my usual interests. So I am not chomping at the bit to return to this, but I kind of liked it, actually. And I was like, this is stupid in a, in an, a way that's really anime, and I'm sort of here for it. And I also think that for a lot of it, I can see that the premise being set up in these first three episodes has a ton of growth potential in directions that could go all over the place. It could grow in a direction that I'm not interested in, but I could see this becoming a much more straightforward shonen thing, kind of similar to Naruto, which came out around the same time. Naruto starts off, if you just watch the first three episodes of Naruto, you're going to think it's a stupid fucking comedy with some action elements thrown in on the back end. It's not. It's a pretty full-throated, taking itself fairly seriously action anime, although it becomes more so over time. I could see Reborn going that direction, and if it does, I would be interested to see what they do with it, because the magical bullets thing, while being a complete asshole of whatever the plot demands, uh, has some interesting power potential. Um, so I don't know where this goes, and I could see it going all kinds of ways that I'm not going to be into, uh, but I could also see it going a lot of ways that I am into, and I unexpectedly enjoyed, for the most part, what it was doing in these first three episodes anyway, even though it's not usually my thing. All right. Well, uh, let's go from this to something that I don't know if you liked, um, but I ended up super liking, which is our page Yeah, flips. I've actually read this entire series and written a review on it. <laughs> uh, well, well, fine. Uh, if you want to read, If you want to read a more in-depth way that Blake feels about it than this. Uh, just go read his. Uh, by the way, just go read his. Uh, listen to what I have to say. Uh, fuck that guy. Anyways, uh, this is called... What? what? <laughs> this is called The Last Sayuki. Um, I have no idea what, what I was stepping into here. Um, and uh, man, oh man, does it fucking turn a corner 
And when it turns a corner, uh-huh. it really fucking hits that curb hard. And yep. I was like, whoa, what the fuck did I just step into? Um, so it's this kid, and he's like, man, I want to play baseball. And uh, I wish my mom was good at watching me play baseball. And uh, and now I have to go spend time with this kid. And this kid is like a, a full-on like paraplegic um, who's whose body is like has like metallic arms and legs and i i don't want to spend time but i'm going to be forced to i guess um and uh well i have to take care of this kid um because i'm being forced to by my uh, god i don't even know what this guy's relation is to this kid um it's his dad oh is it man i did not pay enough yeah his mom is dead (laughs) well that's what I, i know his mom is dead but I was saying, oh, because you were saying like she's not she wants good at it. to watch me play baseball. She's not good at watching. Well, play she baseball. is not good at it because yeah, she can't do it because she's dead. Yeah, she's busy. Um, by the way, uh, I don't know if I did just didn't read over the fact that that was his dad, but like I straight up yeah. skipped over that. Uh, I just thought that yeah, kid it's definitely his dad. I just <laughs> thought this kid was like uh, adopted into this thing. Anyways. Um, nope. It's his long nosed dad. Yeah. So long nosed dad <laughs> is just like you have to take care of this person. And he's like, I don't want to. And I am going to do other things other than pay attention to her. And she um, isn't able to take care of herself. And when he finds out that while he was out doing other things and having a time by himself and with other kids and stuff, that she was languishing and he is forced into, like, I don't know, this basement where he's like confronted with his own uh, amalgam of fears of being left alone and realizing like the pain that he has inflicted on this person who can't support herself. And it's just like, it, it, it seems to come forth in like a, a monstrous form that it seems to be inside of his head, except for it's not. Instead, it's actually because this girl has this power to open up dimensional portals where monsters can just come out of. What the fuck is happening in this yeah. fucking manga? Yeah, it's. I don't know if it's exp- explained in the first three chapters, but basically, like the concept of the manga is that uh, there's this. They, they call it their, your mo m o u, and it's basically your belief that something that couldn't be there could be there. And so it's like he manifests this monster because he's so afraid of the dark and it manifests as his feelings of abandonment because his mom is dead and he feels like he was abandoning this girl. And essentially once you realize that, that you're, once you realize that this is a possibility, your Mo is awakened and you could become a portal to monsters pouring into our world because you might believe that there could be monsters. Essentially your fear that there might be something lurking under your bed could create something lurking under your bed. And if you realize that it could spiral out of control and suddenly anything is possible. And he becomes the wielder of a Nyoibo pole because apparently the Sayuki is uh, is a name or a reference of the Journey to the West story. And so they utilize these Nyoibo poles that Goku used in the Journey to the West and start fighting off manifestations of people's belief in the impossible, uh, specifically their fear of things. 
And uh, yeah, this puppet girl is like the some sort of like conduit or catalyst or something of this stuff. But yeah, he realizes that he was being a dick to her and he's like, well, I'm going to be your older brother. And then uh, he gets thrown into it. And goddamn, I love this fucking manga. And it was apparently not well read because it gets cut off before it's time. It runs for a little over 20 chapters. Uh, it very clearly was picking up steam and then has to end somewhat abruptly. And the ending is essentially a reference to what probably it would have built up over many, many, many more chapters. It's a total disappointment. And despite that, I think it's doing a lot of really fun stuff. I think the artwork is great. I think the character design is really whimsical and fun. The monster design is horrifying and is really discordant with the rest of the art in a way that's really fun. And I, I fucking love this. Yeah, man. This one was like a breath of fresh air after reading so it's much so JoJo. Um, so like, uh, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. the fact that we can step away from that and uh, just take that out of the hopper uh, so we don't have to read any more fucking JoJo. Um, and uh, man, uh, more weird manga that didn't get enough chapters. Um, because like, man... If we can, if we can push to get this person to just start putting out manga, anyways, um, anyways, <laughs> I wish we had that power. Yeah, stick with us. Yeah, this is great. It it ends too early. Sorry, I was just gonna say. Yeah, final word. It's it's not that many chapters. You can digest this easily. Uh, if you're going to get invested and then be disappointed that it gets cut off a little bit, it does tell you where it was gonna go. Um, but it does end abruptly and early. Uh, that said, I think it's worth it. It's really good. Yeah. 23 chapters, by the way, it goes for 23 chapters. Um, and, uh, man, oh man, uh, it is fascinating. Anyways. Yep. Uh, last, lastly, uh, stick with us after these credits and I, I have to give you another important life lesson. Yeah. That's what this is all about. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday. And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind. We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of The Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geeksploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. We'll see you next week, and until then... Look... I'm going to throw it out there that sometimes 
there's going to be a baby that needs to give you an important life lesson and <coughs> you just got to take it where you know that baby is going to tell you what it is and sometimes well, that life lesson is that you got to die and come back and have flamey hair and other times yeah. it's just you know uh, patience because children are sometimes a lot to deal with yeah you know, sometimes you have to die in order to truly live, but also all of your clothes will break off. And sometimes children are cows that will age up. 